Put on your baggies and maraches too. It's the Beach Boys Boys, the world's number one podcast about the world's preeminent surf rock group. Hosted by your boys, this is Pete. And me? Oh, I'm PJ. And that's PJ. I'm really hot in the mic. Are you? Well, I don't know. It's kind of breaking up in my phones, but maybe it's just me. Oh, I turned maybe it's down just and you down. So oh, okay. I, was, I was like, well, why don't I do it? I think that'll be all right. Part of it is that I'm yelling. You're very loud. What? <laughs> I can't hear anything, and that's why I'm screaming. What's your t-shirt, PJ? I like that thing a lot. Um, it's uh, a Japanese baseball player by the name of... Karubeto, oh, or okay. Beto, maybe. Sure. Um, Beto O'Rourke. Yeah, exactly. Cool. <laughs> um, I believe the dude wore it in The Big Lebowski. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. It's for like Whoa. 10 seconds. I haven't. And uh, I was watching it, and I was like, that's a dope t-shirt. I bet I could find that online. And I did. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Groovy. Well, welcome to the Beach Boys Boys, where we talk only and exclusively about the Beach Boys. What's on your sweatshirt? Uh gray it's us it's a clouds it's a graphic tee of clouds oh just zoomed like up a, real close of like a gray sky yeah okay cool yeah cool yeah i dig prints like that yeah. <laughs> yeah all right yeah well i sound sick today or something good. i'm not you look sick that's why i was complimenting your shirt oh thank you you're welcome yeah. you're welcome pj okay well so we're here uh talking about the beach boys per usual yeah that's kind of our kind of our shtick if you if you want to put it that way you know it's we really boxed ourselves in with the name of this podcast because yeah. it's gonna be really hard if we ever stop talking about the beach boys on this show to, good, good, to rebrand yeah. it good thing we don't ever stop talking about the beach boys that's all we well, talk about true. on this podcast yeah yeah we are recording uh on new year's day mm. uh so From little, you know beautiful peak, anaheim california peek inside the curtain for y'all yeah. uh these don't get released uh right after they're done recording it's right. not like a youtube live stream where it's available right after the event is over we should do a youtube live stream sometime i think people would probably really enjoy that i think um, so the fans have been asking for it they have been and yeah. we'll get to listener mail in a minute but good. um good. Yeah. they have been asking for it and it would be really nice to do something like that for for the fans because yeah. we are really you know we're a patreon <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it's really all about the fans and you know and that's it, nice you get you get these podcasts the day after if you subscribe to our Patreon. Yeah, go check true. us out on our Patreon, Beach Boys Boys. Yeah. Oh yeah, Beach Boys Boys. It's definitely not the Beach Boys Boys on anything. Yeah. And I would never, <laughs> I would never think that it is. Also, if you look for it on Patreon, I'm very curious as to what you'll find. Let us know. Uh, I'm not allowed on Patreon's website anymore, so I can't check. What'd you do? Signed up for too many Patreons. Yeah. They said stop trying to support artists. Yeah. Only one at a time, dude. All right. Oh, okay. We have a lot of wow. We have a lot of listener mail. This is good, actually. Yeah. This is really nice. Um. Okay. Well, do you want to jump into some? Whoa. 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 It's weird. Whoa. It's like when whoa. you talk into the microphone, you can hear yourself a little bit. Well, better. the way my microphone looks, um, it sort of seems like it should be able to pick up my voice wherever I am, and it does. I just didn't realize there was such a big difference from here to there. Yeah, it's a little bit how microphones are supposed to work. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you think so? Yeah, I okay. think so. Huh, interesting. 
All right, so we do have some listener mail we could read real quick. Do you want to jump into that now, or do you care? I'd love to. Do you have a theme song? Okay, uh, I believe I do. Someone might have to remind me what the theme song is from last episode that we did the theme song. Uh, what was it? We'll just start a new one. I don't know. I really don't remember. Oh, well. That's okay. So we have three notifications on Twitter. Oh, oh that's not. Li- oh shoot, that's not listening. I thought, I thought Twitter was a guy. Hmm. Okay. Oh, okay. Here we go. Um. Oh, more Twitter notifications. Shoot. Okay. Uh. Oh. Oh. Okay. Uh, I'm in the wrong Gmail tab. Okay. I'm going. I got. Now I'm at the listener mail Gmail tab. I got stuck in the social. Yeah, and I just was really surprised. I didn't realize Twitter was a, such a big fan of us, but I think they just like us. Yeah, they don't. That, yeah. Mm. Okay. Um. Let's see. Oh, here we go. Here's one. Here's one. Cool. Okay. Uh, so this is from. Oh shit. Never mind. SoundCloud. Damn. Okay. Oh. Yeah, uh. Uh. Damn. That's from Google. Hmm. Oh, here we go. Andy. Oh. Oh, Andy from Google. Oh. Oh, he just wants to let us know about Gmail feature. Oh, I thought he was a fan, maybe. I was excited that someone over at Google liked us. Yeah. Because then we'd show up higher in the search. Yeah. Uh, which right now we do not show up if you Google us, which is impressive. I didn't know that that was possible. On Google? If you search the Beach Boys Boys podcast. Really? Nothing comes up? Nothing comes up. I think maybe you have to put it in, what would you call it, quotes. I bet there's a lot of stuff about the Beach Boys that comes up. Well, the first thing that comes up is our rival podcast. Um, yeah, which shit name, shit hosts, you know, we don't want to. Yeah. We don't even want to you know give what? them. I'm, Let's, can you edit out that you said their name? <laughs> I, I we will, don't need to give them any free publicity. I'll bleep that. But When you search our name on Google, theirs is the first podcast that shows up. And when you search our name of a podcast in, like, in quotation marks, it still doesn't show up. Okay, let's try the Beach Boys Boys podcast, Anaheim. Oh, hey, a Pinterest link shows up. Hey, there we are. In Anaheim? Oh, okay, that's cool. We should be on Google Maps. Our studio has a big sign on the outside. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think it's time to start some beef. Peter, play me a song. Yeah. You want a beef? I want a beef song. All right. Perfect. <laughs> you motherfuckers over at the <laughs> podcast, and I will bleep your name every time, because I don't want people going over there if they don't like our podcast, because they should be liking our podcast. But you guys, you stole our shtick, <laughs> and you guys can go they fuck did. yourselves. They did. Shitty name, shitty hosts. Agreed. And I hate you. And worse, podcast cover art, too. Yeah. It's so boring. None of it's good. Yeah. None of it is good. And you know what? Their podcasts don't even come in far too long. What? In length. Yeah. They, like, limit them to a reasonable length. They're not, like, an hour and a half? No. And at least a third of that, usually, is stuff not quite related to the Beach Boys, but more related to our lives in Anaheim. Yeah. But I like to really think of us, you know, um, I just... uh, Okay. uh, Fuck. Yeah. Okay. Right. And I will bleep their name every time. Okay. Yeah. Uh... Okay, so that 
weekly segment is over. Okay, sorry. Uh, I didn't have that on my schedule for weekly. I'm so, I'm sorry. It was. I'll add it. Yeah, I'll that's good. It. Yeah. Weekly. The Beef Boys. So, um, yeah. Speaking of Anaheim, actually, I've been meaning to talk to you. Um, have you ever thought about moving out of Anaheim, PJ? Why would I? Why would I want to do something like that, Peter? That's exactly what I was hoping you'd say. Yeah. I never have either. I've yeah. lived here my entire life. I was and born in South Anaheim, but then I moved to North Anaheim. Right. Um, I was to born, be closer to Disneyland. Right. See, I was born uh, at the Indiana Jones ride, oh, and okay. then I moved over in, towards in it or at it. A little bit of both. Like in in the Fast Pass line. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Do me, they let pregnant people into the Fast Pass line? Oh, yeah. They're yeah. the only people they used to let in the Fast Pass lines. That's they don't know when those far. kids are going to pop out. We don't out. know when it's going to come. You better let them get on yeah. the ride quick. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, it's like drinking alcohol. You can't do it when you're nursing. You can't go on the Indiana Jones ride if you're nursing. So. Hold on. You can't do what while you're nursing? Dr- drink alcohol. Oh. Yeah. Oh, boy. I should tell my wife that. Yeah, probably. Um, we just had a kid, by the way. I don't know if you... Oh, uh, congratulations. congratulations. Thank you. What's its name? What's its name? Yeah. Uh, uh, Wilson. Oh, like After. the volleyball? <laughs> my favorite movie, Castaway, and yeah. my favorite movie character, the volleyball. Perfect, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, though, that is oh, that kind of works with our podcast because it's sort of the last name of the brothers. Wilson. Al Jardine and his brother? Oh, yeah. Their last right. name's that Jardine. Doesn't, that doesn't work. It's yeah. Jardine. It's not Wilson. Oh, shit. I thought it was BJ. I don't yeah. know why. I thought yeah. I must be thinking of a different band. I think so. That's weird. Okay. Well, yeah. Oh, I would never. Hart. Mm. Yeah. Hart Wilson. Yeah. That's who you're thinking. Okay. What's your uh, top five Disneyland rides, PJ? Let's In see. order. In order? Least <sighs> favorite to top favorite. Mr. But the top five, so... Do you want me to go five to one or one to five? Yes, five. I want to count five down. to one. Yeah. All right, number five. I gotta put it on there because I was born there. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Right. At number five because you at were number born five. There? Oh, yeah. okay. I mean, so I, you found four ones. It, that you it like would it wouldn't since. make it on the list, but since okay. I was born there, I gotta pop it up. Interesting. There. Okay. Um, I can dig that. Let's see. Number four. I'll edit out all the. Do you want some help thinking of Disneyland rides? Oh Seems no! Like maybe you. No, I'm just. It's. I've never thought Disneyland. about it before. Um, You've never thought about it. Now, PJ, I don't want to disparage your name because here in Anaheim, this is a, a big deal if you haven't. But you, you've been to Disneyland, right? I, Aside from being uh, born there. Of course, of course. Okay, of course. I mean, I have a season pass, and I go every weekend with the family. Now, yeah, it used and to you be my, take me along with it you. It used to be my wife and Lizard Jerry, and yeah. now it's the kid too, Wilson. Yeah, well, last week you mistakenly took me because I was wearing my diaper, and you thought I was your baby. <laughs> yeah, well, and then the week before that you were wearing all green, so I thought you were the lizard. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Komodo dragon. Yeah. He's huge. He's almost the size of me. Yeah, we've had to take him out of the crib several times now. He keeps trying to eat my baby. Yeah. That'll happen with dragons. Haven't you ever seen well, that, uh, you know, that uh, Throny Games show? Y- yeah, they promised me at Petco that it wouldn't happen. And They're so I adopted him. At Petco. Yeah, so I adopted him, but then everything since is him trying to just eat my baby. It's it's yeah. weird. It's like, and then if there's baby shaped stuff lying around the house, like a diaper, yeah, like Those... around a a cantaloupe or something, yeah. or if there's like a baby doll, a cantaloupe uh, together like with a bunch two of bananas to look next like a to baby. it with some bananas, yeah. <laughs> some bananas laying next to it. Right. If there's like. 
a bunch of towels balled up underneath a blanket, sort of yeah. in the size and shape of like a small sleeping baby. He just he eats a lot of stuff that shaped it really like makes it seem like yeah. he's just going for babies, yeah. like out of his way to eat a baby. Your CPR dummies that are babies. Yeah. So yeah. I called Petco though. This is and here's where it gets crazy. And I'm planning on leaving a Yelp review. This is yeah. Petco in South Anaheim, by the Good. way. I, I drove all the way across town. Here, I'll I'll type out this Yelp review for you. They were the only ones who were in who had the Komodo dragon in stock because I wanted an older one. I didn't want to raise a Komodo dragon baby. Right. Because they, well, they pee all over the house. So I wanted the adult one that was trained. Them in a diaper too. Yeah. You know, what's weird is that you actually use a a cat litter box for a Komodo dragon. Oh, you don't let it outside. They don't, they don't really like snow, which is good because we live in Anaheim. Yeah. So thank God. I know. Right. Can you even imagine if we live somewhere with snow, then I'd probably fucking my Komodo dragon. Well, not only would I kill my, well, I'd, I'd had him. I'd have a murder suicide pack. Yeah, with my Komodo dragon and myself. Yeah, I, can't I would kill that. him, and then he would bite me. <laughs> he would eat my head like it was a baby. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, but I called Petco back, and they said, "Oh, Komodo dragons. Yes, all they eat are babies." And I uh. said, "I'm pretty sure Linda should have told me that when I checked out and asked several times." does this eat babies and, and they, they said linda's been dead for 40 years yeah well they thought that i meant baby komodo dragons and they were like no they don't eat their young oh that yeah. makes sense they thought yeah. i was gonna breed it which do i look like a komodo dragon ranch owner no 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 it's todd down i mean i am i'm trying to buy one but i'm not starting with the dragons i'm starting you, with the ranch you ain't trying to make them fuck or nothing <laughs> I would never make a Komodo dragon fuck. No. I fuck love on their own terms. Love only. Yeah. That's what I believe. I'm really yeah. big into not. And God says Komodo, Komodo dragons dragon. can't get married. So. Oh. Find me that Bible verse. I. Someone said that the other day and I couldn't find it in my NIV. Is that a different translation? Um, Is that maybe an ESV? It's KJV? The Kids Adventure Bible. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, John 3 316. Mm. And it says. Komodo dragons can't get married. Oh, well, in just plain whoa, terms, whoa, whoa. it's and not then, even open to interpretation. Right, and then there's parent. It's there's parentheses after that oh, says rare for the Bible. Yeah, Apparently since they can't get married, they're not allowed to fuck. <laughs> what? Can Wait, they does print it say that? Any, does it say anything about love though? Let's see. What if love. they love each other? Because that was what I was going for. Is you know. The, let's see here. Um, I wouldn't want to take. That I, I just away I just from looked up the PDF and I'm uh, in love. Okay. Command F-ing, F-ing mm. this. Um, let's see. Love. I only. Komodo. I would hope you would only command F your wife. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know. No, it doesn't say anything about it. Oh, weird. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, so okay, so your um, top five Disneyland rides. Yeah, okay, so Pirates of the Caribbean. No, sorry. Five Indy. Right, five yeah. Indiana Jones. Four. Uh, yeah, get this written down. This is important. I got it. Yeah, four is, of course, Pirates of the Caribbean. Before they remade it. Oh, wow. So you liked the guy being a creep. <laughs> I like. I love that guy being yeah, a creep. Okay. He tried to touch my wife. Um, number three. You liked it before any of them were anim- animatronic, and they yeah. were all just real actors standing there. Trying to get on my wife's tits. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number That's three, crazy, Finding Nemo Submarine Voyage. Oh, you've been there recently. Cool. Yeah, that's the only good new ride. Yeah, um, yeah, I've heard that. You don't feel claustrophobic in that one. You know, I do, but yeah. it's kind of thrilling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. That's cool. That's the funnest part about Disneyland, man, getting that thrill. Yeah. Um, 
Number four, or number two, I'm sorry. Dumbo the Flying Elephant, of course. Oh, interesting. I like all the movie-based okay. ones, except number one, where it's Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Oh. Yeah. A literary reference. Yeah. I yeah. can dig. I can dig. Mine's five space mountains. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Oh, I wish I could have chosen. I already, you already wrote them down. I know. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's in the log. You can't change it once it's in the log. Yeah. Damn it. I'm sorry, Damn it. Uh, I'm sorry, man. I know. It's tough, isn't it? It is a. It is tough. It is tough. All right. Well, Happy New Year to you, sir. Happy New Year. Let's clink our champagne glasses together. Oh, sure. Together. Let's clink them. Oh, what a ring. We're ringing mm. in the new year. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That was a funny joke, Peter. Cool, man. Yeah. Nice. Well, and we're also ringing in the uh, 53rd anniversary. <laughs> Not really. 53 oh. years since... No, wait. It'll be almost 54. Whoa. Because it's a new year. Oh, my God. I just wrote a check with 2018 on it. Oh, no. Wow. Amazing. I Okay, sir. Yes. Void. Take your check and leave. Yeah. Sorry. Some guy was delivering a package and I had to pay him a check. Ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, He's actually delivering a pizza and I paid, paid with a check. <laughs> I do that genuinely sometimes. <laughs> on the memo pad, on the memo part, I put one pizza, sir. <laughs> So today we're talking about the other two albums in uh, in 1965 for the... Okay. Fuck that. 1964, right? No, it's 1965. Is it 65? I just stumbled all over my entire sentence. Today we're talking about the second two albums in 1965. Last episode we talked about the Beach Boys Today. Today. A milestone record. Well, no, last, last episode we talked about it. Okay, so not yeah. today. No, but we talked about the... We talked about the Beach Boys album called Today. We talked about the album today? No. Yes, we recorded the other episode right before this one. Today we're talking about Party. Yes. And Summer Days. Yeah. Parenthetical was, and Summer Nights. I was going to say that. but So this is rounding out the trilogy of exclamation point records from the Beach Boys in 1965, which the Beatles' help record also had an exclamation it point did, in front of it. Yeah. So the Beach Boys just had to fucking one up them, I guess. And put out three. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> three and one of them with two exclamation it's points. It's just like how your favorite ride at Disney, you know, just Five Space Mountains, um, their favorite punctuation is three exclamation points. Yeah. Yeah. Just had to tie that in. That's oh, what okay. we call a bit of a bit of a bit of a bit of a callback. They were actually a good family friend of the Wilsons was the guy who invented the exclamation point in 1963 and so he had been bugging them for a while to use it and they were like man we didn't even know what this is for. Like I think people are excited already. Right. They're like surf and safari. Excitement. Yeah. You know stuff like that. Who's all summer long. Excitement. We all don't need yeah. to tell people to get excited. It's like with an encore yeah. like the crowd chants well beach boys boys the first few albums Again, were uh, by themselves right were were titled you know uh like uh give me the name of an album Lil Deuce Coop and then in parentheses it would say please clap like yeah. like Jeb Bush yeah well that's on the that's vinyl covers you know yeah. if you buy a digital album today and that's really why I like having vinyl cuz you get those details man yeah it's pretty cool and you can make it sound like a rapper sure yeah oh Oh, you can do that? I mean, I can't do you that. Can. <laughs> I'm too afraid. But See, I don't really know that from rap. I more know that from all of my favorite uh uh previews at the movie theater use that. Yeah. You know, like when like when they get to the part of the part of the movie trailer where you're like, "Oh, what now?" 
Yeah, exactly. Everything grinds to a halt. Yeah. Yeah. So we talked about today last time. Don't don't get it's okay. Last time we talked about an album that was named today. It was named today. <laughs> yeah, it was. It didn't have a no- it, was named it didn't that. have an album title until today. Uh, that's true. They just called it the Beach Boys album you're listening to right now yeah. until today and then they named it that. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that was pro- that's a better name. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So we talked about that one which is sort of a milestone record and we're lumping in the other two of 1965 in here because they're sort of a pair in a way. Both of them, so Summer Days and Summer Nights and the Beach Boys Party. Right. Um were both sort of forced by the record company. That makes today, a lot of sense. Today was not a huge hit, not on the level with all of their three records from 1964. With all their shitty albums. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was not as big of a hit, and so Capitol really pushed for another summer record and another Christmas time release. So that's how we get okay. Summer Days and yeah. Summer Nights and Party. And so Brian, at this point, though, after today, he was all ready to start working on Pet Sounds. Right. And spend like the next year working on an album but they kept pressuring him to do other records so that's where we get these two uh so starting with summer days and summer nights which was released in july of 1965 and well we have to do our our weekly oh our weekly uh roundup of all the members and all we care about al jardine in the band Still in the band. All right, moving on. Oh, well, there is a member update, PJ. Oh, is there a member there update? There is an important member update, which we'll get to in just a moment. Yeah. So Summer Days and Summer Nights was uh, did way better selling-wise. It charted number two, and uh, they had a re-recorded version of Help Me Rhonda as the single, yeah. which charted number one. Oh, that's so dumb. So And California Girls, the other single off of it, charted number three. So it was the hit that they wanted, although the album itself is... Like, way worse. I don't know about way worse, just less consistent, I would say. Yeah, less consistent um, good. I didn't like it nearly as much as okay. I did. Okay. I didn't like it initially, and then... It, it came back around. But. Yeah. So, but in terms of the new member update, this is the first record with not as an official member, but a guy who will become an official member of the Beach Boys. Right. This is the first record where Bruce Johnston has contributed. Okay. So he, uh, so Glenn Campbell was one of the, so all the way back, Brian quits touring, Al comes in to help out while Brian quit touring. Then Glenn Campbell came in to be their touring bass player and to sing Brian parts. And then Glenn quit. I think he's starting his solo career around now, Glenn Campbell. So he might quit to do that. Yeah. Um, and so then they brought in Bruce Johnston, and Brian really liked him, and the rest of the band really liked him. So he came in and laid down some parts for this record. Um, so how many then, how many of the Beach Boys are actually playing instruments on this record? Oh, that's a pretty good question. I don't know off the top of my head, but I think all of them. Mike is not playing his saxophone. Okay, I was. But gonna, I, I was but ask the rest of Mike. them, but the rest of them are all playing, although not nearly as much still. Speaking of that, like Dennis only plays drums on two songs. So. Have you ever seen videos of them uh, from like around this time period playing live? And it's just uh, Mike Love doesn't know what the fuck to do with his body because <laughs> the rest of them have. They're instruments. all pretty awkward. Yeah, if he's not singing lead, he doesn't know what yeah. the fuck to do. Well, um, he's credited for hand claps a lot, so maybe live he should just start hand clapping. That's what he does, but he does it so weird. Does he do it like Sting? What is Sting's clap? It's something really weird. I don't remember. know. 
Look it up on YouTube. Sting clapping. Sting clapping. Sting clapping. So Bruce Johnston, and then Hill, he can't get credited right now because I think technically he's contracted with a different record label as a studio musician. Okay. But he's sort of like unofficially a Beach Boy until 1966. He's on the Pet Sounds album cover. Mm -hmm. And then I think in 1967, he becomes an officially credited, like, contracted member of the band. Because that's when they get that new contract, and David Marks gets taken off of it, finally. Oh, that's right, (laughs) yeah. he's still technically a member, according to Capitol. So, anyway. So, that's just kind of interesting. He'll be really important. He'll, like, basically be more of a member than Brian by the end, by, like, 1970. So, it's good to know his germination here. So, this album cover is sort of interesting and cool. It's all them on the boat. Um, but it's only four of them because, again, Bruce couldn't be on it, and Al had the flu. Really? So, yeah. <laughs> they couldn't reschedule that? No, nope, apparently not. They can only get the boat out once. This is a pretty good album cover. It's a really great album cover. Yeah. Um, and what's cool about this record is on the back, they all submitted like little notes to it, which are pretty interesting. So I'm going to read a little bit of the notes that they all wrote on the back. I'd love nothing more. So here's Al's. He has a nice pun to start out with. Sorry I missed the boat on the album cover. Al, you son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah, Uh. right? I know. The very day I had to spend in bed with a flu instead of on a yacht. You know, recording sessions are a lot of fun, PJ, Al says. Yeah. A lot of fun, that is, unless you've just come off the road from a three-week tour of ten states into the arms of our leader, Brian. He sets up camp for us in Studio B, and we have at it. Now, I'm not saying it's hard work or anything, but it is. <laughs> I was once told a musician expends as much energy in half an hour as a lumberjack does in eight hours. I'm sorry, what? Well, my muscles don't feel sore at the end of the day, but if you look close at any one of the guys, you'll see the strain of our work. <laughs> don't expect to see an immaculate Carl or Dennis, but look for someone who seems to need a first aid kit. Is that is that I don't why... know what the hell their studio experience was at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty wild. Is that what Al made Al look like such a little hobgoblin? Maybe. Maybe that's why he started losing his hair so early. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Mike Mike's a real a real bastard here. Check this out. This is pretty good. Like with every tour we do, we meet more kids, go to more places, have more parties, and lose more sleep than anybody could call normal. We played to hundreds of thousands of people and loved it. There's only one complaint I have. There's never enough time in any one city to really enjoy it. Or maybe worse, it's seldom we ever have time to talk with you and be with someone you know. He means bone. Yeah. 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 Come on, Mike. Come on, man. Well, his I'm last inclined... name is love. <laughs> yeah, but he's more into the other part. He'll love you and leave you. Mercy. I hear all his ex. I hear all the girls he left in all those cities called him more like Mike Leave. Yeah. Leave nice. you in the morning. Like Mike uh, got me pregnant and uh, didn't pay for the abortion. <laughs> Mike showed up, told me he loved me, gave me a bunch of money, and then just took off the next day. Yeah, and then he was stole out. my cat. <laughs> <laughs> Mike loved kills cats on the side. <laughs> so Mike, Mike is inclined to ramble on, and I could probably take the whole back of this album. Wait, myself. what is he in Led Zeppelin? Thank God he didn't. Oh my yeah. God! But then the other guys might get bugged. Besides that, I have to get to the phone and call Capital to give them the words I've written. The other night, while all the other guys were being good and writing their notes, I sort of forgot and snuck out on a date. Oh, all right. <laughs> all That's right. right. He, Mike, left him yeah. out to dry. Nice. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll fix it in post. So, if there's any time he loves, it's summer. Okay, thanks. Thanks, Mike. 
There's any time he loves it's summer. Carl's isn't particularly interesting, except that he defends Brian in it, and it's like, no one asked Carl. But at some point he says, my brother Brian hasn't been on all the tours because he's been under terrific pressure at times to write, arrange, and organize all the songs for our albums and singles. Just out of nowhere. Just yeah. but Brian, but it's good. It's cool, guys. Don't, don't worry. Yeah. He's fine. Uh, Denny's is like two sentences long. <laughs> of course. I'm pretty That's sure all Denny, they let him write. I don't think he can write more. Yeah. <laughs> I think these are all of the words he knows. <laughs> I love the summertime most because we get around to all the towns and I meet all the girls. <laughs> We sing our hearts out, and we hope you'll flip out for it like we did. What they didn't tell you was that it was written in crayon, yeah. and he wrote it like he was holding a, yeah. a knife. Oh, Denny. It's okay, Denny. So, Brian, uh, uninteresting. Oh, uh, well, he credits, he talks about how there was a song for each of them to sing lead, except for Denny, who fell asleep in his camper truck parked outside the studio. <laughs> <laughs> Which feels like a joke, uh, but was also definitely 100% what happened. <laughs> Denny. I love Denny. I love that Denny, Denny is such a schlub. He, he owns is. a camper truck that he just goes and takes naps in <laughs> while they're recording in the naps. studio. There's probably couches at the studio, Denny. <laughs> he doesn't he want to be involved in any of that music yeah. shit. Well, he has to go out and like make himself a can of beans out there or something on his <laughs> right. little camp stuff. Some stew. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, in any case... So yeah, this was recorded really quickly right after their tour. Um asleep. <laughs> I yeah. wasn't on this album because I was just napping in my camper. If only he had fallen asleep instead of broken into the studio to talk over old things on it. Right. God Denny. Or play any drum solos. Alright. Well, we can get to it. So track number Let's one. Do it. The girl from New York City. This is a Mike Love lead vocal. That explains it. <laughs> So, what I was going to say about this one was, uh, I hate the lead vocal on it. I hate Mike's lead oh, on weird. it. Oh, weird. But I I thought that he may have redeemed himself with that saxophone solo, but now that i found it's not him. It's not him. I'm just disliking Mike Love more and more as we go on, and I think that probably holds up, like, throughout the rest of this. So, I kind of find it interesting that you don't like his lead vocal on this because i think it's definitely the best mike love has ever sounded right with the Beach Boys. but that's not saying much it's, it is he's <sighs> oh no man i really like that he's so, going for it it's so much looser than he normally sings I, I don't think it's the worst that he's done i'm just like for this song it's not good i think if like brian or literally anybody else had sung it i think it would have been better i don't know man I like this whole record has a lot of lead vocal takes. Brian does it later in the record, and we'll hear it. And um, where they're just a lot more loose, like, and I think it's just Which, the way that they're recording it. Yeah. This whole album sounds a lot less meticulous. And yeah, in terms of the songs themselves, it doesn't work. But in terms of the production, I actually really right. like it. Like, it's a I little mean, more basic. The strong no, the no, songs no. are a little more straightforward, I, and I do think this I think vocal it's well take produced. and some others are really good. I don't I like, like this vocal that it's take, a more laid-back Beach Boys. They aren't so stately and staid. Which is like funny on that today it, it took them Pensons. it took the Beach Boys this long to get so beachy. No, not wrong. And like I think it's a very well-produced album, um, like through throughout. Even if there's some songs I don't like, but I just think somebody else could have done better at this. Yeah, vocal. It's very possible. Yeah. Yeah. All right, rolling right into it. Amusement parks, USA. Oh, man. Let's take your car and do amusement parks, USA. 
what was the song they had on the first album at the carnival? County Fair. County Fair. Um, so this is like so. It was inspired USA. by Brian and Gary Usher going to a county yeah, fair. Yeah, right. What was this one inspired by? Does it say they might have gone to Disneyland? Oh, yeah. All right, I like the song a little bit more yeah, now. Yeah, a little bit more. I was so I was so bummed here because I liked that first song. I didn't dislike. It. I thought no, it had really good, good production, really good instrumentals, and then and the best Mike Love lead vocal we've had so far. Well, uh, debatable. By uh, far. But then the whole last album I thought was pretty good. Uh, like the best album they've done so far, and then I liked sure. that last song, and this song just bummed me the fuck out. Yeah, my main problem with it is that the it just sounds lazy. Tune the like. The chord change in the verse is the exact same. I don't know if it is the exact same, but it sounds exactly like at the drive-in. Yeah. To me, where it drops into like the seventh chord instead of a different major chord. Yeah. And I just, it just makes me want to listen to at the drive-in. Which, so this last week, we're we're talking around the holidays. Yeah. I I was in my car a lot, and yeah. took the opportunity to re-listen to some of the old Beach Boys stuff, and there's a lot of really good stuff that I like didn't like much on first listen and then when i was going back through them thinking what do i want to listen to found some real gems and at the drive-in is definitely one of my faves from the old records what's interesting is that when you just pick and choose songs from them it seems like they're a lot better than they are i mean yeah as opposed to listening to those we, yeah records. we are listening to them but, in the full album context which yeah. changes everything because yeah. a lot of because if you can just pick just the four best songs then you go this album's pretty good because these yeah. four songs are great and yeah then... i mean and they would have had a mm-hmm. great i think i've said this almost every week but they would have had a great album if they just like took all of their good songs from the first like four albums and put them in one i album. was thinking about that if we wanted to at some point do that we could do a what like three albums that they should have released at before time. pet sounds oh like yeah. take you know the best songs and just say which album in 62 or 63 64 65 should they have released is pet sounds next yeah is that what our next album is well after this episode right Party that's what i mean the next album, and then pet sounds comes out the next year yeah wow so we, we could maybe quick. take a break before pet sounds and just do a reorder or a you know recollection kind we of could, episode because yeah. i think that'd be a lot of fun and it would allow me to see how we're much our tastes differ because yeah i don't know if you put the drive-in on there <laughs> i probably wouldn't but i do like that, that chili dogs thing or the yeah s- it's worth it dogs. for this sack of chili dogs yeah all right then we have then i kissed her this is a crystals cover a phil specter group okay my very first thought was it does sound like be my baby which makes sense yeah. that it's like a phil specter thing i really like the vocal on this one yeah this one's really good. This yeah. is an Al. Al has a great voice, oh, right? Al does yeah. it. I think Al is the best voice in the Beach Boys. Like for he's up there. Stuff. Yeah. yeah, he's, he's up there. one of my favorites. Yeah, he's one of my five favorites. Uh, if we're talking about top five singers in the Beach Boys, John Stamos. Al is at least in the top four. Yeah, who's five? I don't know, man. Danny. That's actually a hard ranking. If you chose every member's best song yeah. vocally I actually think I would have a hard time ranking them because each of them I think can be amazing yeah. in different ways they just the most they consistent ones is different like Brian yeah. probably has the most good vocal takes I would, yeah. but he also just sings the most 
Yeah. And then, like, maybe Dennis is next, because later in their run, he'll sing lead a lot, there and was he has a good some, voice. Yeah. There was one song that Denny did uh, And, like, I'd early rank Mike on, low, except, really like, that Girl from New York City song, I would say, is as good as any of the other, in my really opinion. Yeah. So. Also, this sounds... Um, the first part of the song sounds we haven't talked about it yet, but we will talk about it like Sloop John B. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a um a lot of Beach Boys super fans, which <laughs> we aren't. Um, who like look for weird musical clues like that in like the three or four records leading up to pet sounds. They'll say, like, this is the germination of this idea. I don't know how much Brian actually did that. Or whether it was more natural. I think it's probably more but, natural for him. Yeah. That's I'm what I sure. would say, but I'm no so Beach Boy super fan. But I don't know if he was like, oh, that one song had a cool part that I want to crib for yeah. a different song. I'm well, he did say that he... Super John B is a cover, though, to be fair. Yeah. But well, and he, de- he said he did revisit that uh, that Ten Little Indians sound. Well, right? true. And they re-recorded Help Me Rhonda. But yeah. All right. Salt Lake City is next. I... I I don't like that they're back to their beach shit again. You mean in Salt Lake? Yeah. Do you think they went to the beach on the Great Salt Lake? Well, they say so in the song, so yeah. Yeah, okay. They don't lie in these. Ah, the Salt Lake Kids are just so cool. Yeah. Just apparently, weirdly, the Beach Boys were huge in Salt Lake City. Like, that was a thing. Yeah. And so, like... Those Mormons love those beach songs. So they wrote this song, and then, like, this group in Salt Lake made, like, promo singles of it and sold them, and so, like... It was just a weird, like, tie-in thing, but I don't know. Huh. Well, good for yeah. them getting that money. I didn't I like this song. No, it's yeah. boring. Yeah. I feel like there is maybe an interesting part, but I don't remember it. We'd have to just let it play through. The Beach Boys' favorite thing to do with lyrics is ending a verse with now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. Um. Oh, this is from the deluxe liner notes that Salt Lake City was a, quote, hotbed of Beach Boys fever. <laughs> That's the first time Salt Lake City yeah. has ever been called a hotbed for anything. All right. Girl, don't tell me. That first lyric is uh, a big no. no-no. <laughs> but the rest of the song is awesome. I love yeah. it. Yeah. It's pretty much just, like, very ticket to ride that's probably why I like it. Probably, right? I was thinking, like, about this and why I think the Beatles did so much better than the Beach Boys, other than the obvious that they're, like, so much better. Yeah. But why they were so much better. And I think it's because the Beach Boys had, like, one genius in their group, whereas the Beatles had three. Yeah. 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 Uh, four, inclo- I'm not including Ringo in that, by the way. I wouldn't include uh, Ringo. Three, and then four George in Martin. George Martin. Yeah. Yeah. That's true, because Brian was basically, like, the George Martin of their group, and but also but musically also, he was yeah. doing everything. Yeah. That's interesting. And like, imagine definitely he probably wouldn't have gone crazy if he had like two or Some three help. other like-minded yeah. people yeah, who were like exactly. good with stuff. Some people who could at all, yeah, understand what was going on in right. his insane mind. So, yeah, uh, yeah, this song's pretty good. The biggest it's news about yeah. it, it's fine, but it's the best or it's the first Carl lead vocal. So this is our little chubby face Carl singing here. Yeah, little Pudge Carl. He just wanted one where he could uh, sing at the microphone and look look girls in the eyes in the front (laughs) row. 
Yeah. Well, they wore the vertical stripe shirts because he was kind of feeling down about himself. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Here's the re-record of Homie Rhonda and the single version. So this is a really popular version that most people know. No fade outs at the end. Yeah. I like this. I like the studio a lot better. It's still not a bad song. You like the other one better? I like the studio better. From the, the last studio. album. Oh. Because you said this was the single version that they re-released. Is that right? This is a different recorded version, yeah. But they re- released this one as the single. Yes. Yes. Oh, so, I see. What yeah. you mean. So I'd call this the single version and the other one the studio version. See, this this chorus is just a little bit more irritating to me than the like than the first one. I just think this song flows better. The other one, I feel like they didn't know what the song was yet. It's got a bunch of weird intro stuff and the weird production at the end. This one, like, gets that it's just two and a half minutes of I think I appreciate that about the first one. I don't like this one nearly as much. Oh, see, this is the one I could just, like, listen to on repeat for days, and the other one I find kind of annoying. Who's singing lead? Especially the fade-outs. Al. Al, This was Al's first lead song. Yeah. Al's got a pretty good voice, too. He has a really good voice. The two that they don't let sing a lot, Dennis and Al, are like... They don't let Carl sing that much, either, but that last one's pretty good. Yeah. Well, Carl mostly... He just had too high pitch of a voice up yeah, until now. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. He just turned 13, so he had his bar mitzvah and became a man. All right, next song. All right, wrapping out side one. Nope, that's not true. California Girls. So pet sounds, this intro, man. It's insane. My thing about it, I don't dislike the song. It sounds like they recorded a song and then slowed it down by like 75%. I love it. It's got such a weird rhythm, especially for how big of a hit it is. The like loping rhythm to it is so strange. It's just like their vocals are dragging and it's so weird. I like it. So have you. It's just weird and laconic for like no reason. Have you heard the chipmunk slowed down? Do me a favor. Do me a favor. And uh, I've heard the Patton bit where he slows them, where, you know, he imitates them being slowed down a lot. No, no, no. I haven't no. heard them slowed down to, like, normal voices, though, no. Oh. Uh, look it up, because this is going to be on the podcast. Um, look up Slowed Down Chipmunks. Oh, what is that one song that they do? Um, it's just Chipmunks on 16 speed. Sorry, my cat is Man, knocking cat shit is down. really into it. Um... The, yeah, the video is called Chipmunks on 16 Speed and okay. then Sludge Fest. Got it. See that? All right. And just like the first part of the first song is what this song sounds like to me. Like this song should be so a little I bit don't, faster. I don't want to sound like a really crazy old guy, but this song just sounds like the beach. You're such a... It God. does. It's slow. It's laconic. It's slow. It's like it sounds sunbaked. In a way that, like, Ew. I know that sounds dumb and cliche, but it just does. It's a it fine song. It sounds like it's been laid out in the sun It's all a day. fine song. It's, I, the lyrics, I think, I are some was... of the stupidest lyrics ever oh, written in the history yeah. of music. If they were anything else, it would be, like, I think, very honestly, much in the top few from, Beach Boys songs. From this point on for today, we can just kind of ignore how stupid the lyrics are. Because huh? maybe I think we've kind of done that on our own. Because if it's a dumb lyric, we're like, oh, the lyrics are dumb, and then we just yeah. pass over it. We're but d- it's 
it's just sometimes there's songs so like dumb this where it's to. like that song is so perfect except they're literally just going and like I wish it was state a little bit faster and talking about women yeah <laughs> it's not great no that's i wish it was a little bit faster it's great all right let's yeah, let's check out this chipmunks bullshit is it's kind of it's kind of killer but you gotta wait until the lyrics go, or the because this is a song by heart yeah oh This, I've listened to this song like so many times because it's just so like so weird to me. That's so creepy. This is what this what that song no, sounds like. No, it doesn't at all. Just dragging and oh, so right, like right. weird and off time. Whatever you say, man. Whatever you say. All right. Um. Oh, okay. So, and also an interesting tidbit about California Girls um, is that Brian has said, like in interviews since, that that little intro, the little orchestral intro, is yeah. his favorite piece of music he's ever written. Wow. I do. Okay, I do like Which the chorus of that song. Yeah. All right. Next, let him run wild. This is this one and the next one are Brian's like more unhinged kind of vocal takes that I think are much yeah. better than usual for him. Like I, mean, I wish they would do this stuff more often, but they don't. This is I I didn't love this song, but I didn't think it was terrible. I think it was just like it's pretty good. It is just pretty good. Yeah. This music gives apparently every music critic online a huge boner. All really? I could find about this song was it's fucking perfect, especially that diminished chord there. Like, I'm pretty sure these music bloggers were having orgasms about it. it was, it's good, but it's not. It's not. It's certainly not even the best Beach Boys song up to this point. No. So, pretty good. All right, you're yeah. so good to me. Oh. I was so into this. This is... Yeah. Like, I, this is a great vocal take from Brian. Made I love a good this. song. Yeah. Very, like, swaggering sounding for the Beach Boys. Yeah. Like, it's a badass song, which they never have. <laughs> I like that organ in the background. Yeah. Just like, like, I almost wish it was, like, just this for the whole song. Yeah. It'd be a little cool. I don't know. It's good when it kicks in, but. I like that, too. I, I, I really liked this song. I think this is better than the previous song. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 100%. Or at least I'd rather listen to it. The, the, the song before this was just kind of middle of the road yeah. up to this point. But, like, this song is... Okay, let me go. give you an example of this guy coming over this song. Yeah. I'd like that. I'd like that. Or Let Him Run Wild. That's right. All right. I might as well. This is by a guy named uh, Johnny Abrams, which sounds like a fake name. That sounds like a very fake name. All right. Here's what Johnny Abrams says about Let Him Run Wild. I might as well get this out there. Nothing, repeat nothing, has ever sounded so heavenly beyond the realms of even music to my ears as the post-chorus call and respond of Guess You Know I Waited For You, Girl. It's transcendent, 
or it no it's beguilingly transcendent oh wow that it almost defies logical explanation somebody had a thesaurus whatever it's proof positive of music's ability to make something so subtle sound so vast and it's as close as any pop song has come to revealing the meaning of life jesus christ dude so Fuck i see that guy. like i actually like his explanation but it's like it just makes me want to apply it to songs that i think actually do that yeah. and not this fine album cut from the beach boys right. early career no. I, I mean if <laughs> i had read I mean? that about like, about like a sergeant peppers or yeah something, like, yeah like i can dig that explanation but just not about that song at all no like his ideas make sense and his writing is actually not bad he's just not describing what i'm hearing <laughs> yeah yeah that is banana there was another critic who loved one of the cuts on one of the earlier albums we talked about that had a very similar thing like it yeah is the best piece of music ever written it's just like no yeah. it was a fine song like yeah. it's okay it's interesting i yeah. don't know what 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 music critics enjoy is so strange to me same with film critics there are some things where i'm like really that movie yeah 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 well it's all personal taste pj people liked schindler's list <laughs> a little one-sided don't you think Do you mean they showed too much or too little of the Nazis? I don't know. That's you tell me. Because there was a lot of Nazi action in that. And a lot of uh, uh, Louis Schindler. What was his name? What was his name? Oscar Schindler. Oscar. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of him, too. I don't know. I think it was pretty even-handed, man. It showed the good of both sides. The good and bad of both sides. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We are not fucking <laughs> serious. <laughs> We do not need Proud Boy Mike Love to come at us on Twitter and be like, oh, cool, guys. Yeah. Listen, to my, like favorite, listen to my now. favorite podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Beach Boys, boys. Great discussion of Schindler's List. You know All they're right. right. Summer Means New Love, instrumental, that I think is their best instrumental yet. I wrote that down. Uh, it is the best slow song they've done so far and the best oh, instrumental. Man. Wow. Well, maybe. I don't, I don't remember the rest maybe. of them. but uh, Surfer Moon mean anything to you? I liked that Moondoggy one, whatever that one was. Yeah. I think this is definitely the best instrumental. No, for sure. It's very, it's a very nice song. And is it, is Carl playing the guitar there? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, okay. So were they working with the Wrecking Crew on this album? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Through the rest of the Brian produced stuff. Right. In 1967, they start using more, like, simple production when he leaves off. But through the smiley smile sessions, yeah, okay, these are through, and then not yeah. really again. It's it. I mean, it's a it's a it's, it just sounded very Beach Boysy to me, like the guitar. So I was wondering if that was actually Carl or somebody else. Because I mean, it sounds like Carl. So. Yeah, it doesn't say who plays guitar on which songs. Yeah, like it credits Carl for every song. Yeah. Okay. But I don't know if that part specifically was played by. A... Right, right, right. Okay. Cool. cool, cool. All right. And now we jump into I'm Bugged at My Old Man. Man. Denny wrote this one, right? No, Carl. I'm sorry. Again, though, like, it's an interesting, cool vocal take. Aside from the song it being is. shitty, I like that Brian's just singing with, like, abandon Kinda in a un- way that... unhinged. Yeah, yeah. Like, this whole album, I think they should have taken more notes from in terms of... If they all sang like in this more often... In terms of vocal production. Yes. Yeah. It is like, a lot rawer, and I think it's I, so much cooler. I've though. always appreciated that, in music. and it makes their voices sound better. Yeah, they, they sound, sound like way they're better, better singers. Yeah. yeah, 
than if they're trying to be really staid and well, like and I, I think that in it's, perfect harmony it's, all the time. It's the whole thing of uh, the whole thing of like the auto tuning music that people like yeah. where it just sounded so robotic because every note was perfect versus like somebody just singing it the best they could and like that coming out better. Yeah. And like I'm, I sound like an old goddamn man, but like that. I mean, well, you are. We're both in our seventies. Yeah, it's true. Uh, I, it's, I don't know. It's just, it's a lot more interesting to me if there's like, the wall. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this song is so dumb. It is really dumb. Brian. Oh wait, wait, wait. Did they already say this sold my surfboard part? Because yeah, that part that rules. was right at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. So said, like. Yeah. What on the back of the album cover they credit who sings lead on each song, and on this one it just says too embarrassed, which really? I don't know if it's like it's a bad song or whether it's because it's about Murray, but either yeah. way, yeah. I mean it's Brian, but it's but, Brian, yeah. yeah. But also like, it's not a great song. No, uh, I like the way he sings. The harmonies on it are maybe the worst, <laughs> the worst harmonies they've done. <laughs> They're not great. It sounds no. like they did this one in one take. Yeah, which is fine. All right, and your dream comes true. I think just a nice vocal tag at the end of the record, honestly. Nothing special, but I like ending the record with just a little simple. It's honestly not horrible. Um, I don't know. It's just a very uninteresting song, but I think you're right about ending the... Like, this is the only place they could have put it in the album. I just kind of like it. They do this later on Wild Honey or Friends or Smile. Now I can't remember it all. They end another one with just a simple acapella yeah. song like this, and I really like. That's one of my favorites. I mean, I think I think it's a neat concept. I, I just the song is just like okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the album, it's, it's at I, the end of Wild Honey. Yeah. Sorry. I think this album is very, like, I think this is good to end an album. I think you're right about that. I just wish it would have been a little bit more interesting. Yeah. Well. All right. Well, so that's summer days and summer nights. What is your, what is your rating? What did I give the last one? The last one we both gave seven out of ten for for today. Yeah, for Beach Boys today. I'm gonna give this one a. I want to say a five or a six. What's the What's the second highest I've gone? Seven is the highest. Seven is. I looked through these the other day and now I don't remember again off the top of my head. Seven is definitely the highest. Right. Uh, Let's see. I believe maybe. um, Man, shut down volume two or all summer long. Oh no! I think Surfer Girl is the highest we've gone aside from that. And what? what Shut was... down Volume Two. We both gave fives too. Okay. All summer long, we both gave threes too. I gotta Surfing give this USA one... low Surfer Girl. So five is the next highest you've gone. I gotta go six then, because this is okay. this is my second the second best one I've done. I you think. gave Surfer Girl a five, I believe. Yeah. So I think the last album today. Yeah. Um, was the best one they've done we'll get to it. so far. And I think six this one five, was... Six or five, sorry. I'm going to say six. I think this one is right under that one. That's what I'm going... That's what I'm going with, too. Because that's what I gave Surfer Girl, and I think they're very comparable albums. Like, their great songs are as good as anything they've done, but there's just a lot of inconsistencies on yeah, it. Yeah, I get that. But it, they're definitely both full albums that I would listen to again and not skip too much. Like, in a month yeah. or so, I'd listen to it and just not, and and I, not and be bothered, I think. I think, honestly, the reason I'm putting this one above Surfer Girl is because the vocals, I liked the vocals are really good. a lot more of the time. For that reason, like, alone, 
I'm gonna yeah. yeah. And they're kind of getting out of their like we need to do a five part harmony on every single song yeah. for like which is nice. Yeah, because um, that's part of the shtick that I hate about the Beach Boys. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, jump into the Beach Boys party. So, and like I, I said, mm. I gotta be uh, very upfront. I did oh, not listen okay. to this album yet. That's okay. Do you want to um, take a break real quick before we go? And just listen to it. <laughs> Do you want to take a break? A 26-minute break? Yeah. <laughs> it might even be shorter than that. I'm going to guess 23. Wow, it's 32 minutes. It's so long. Ooh, that's all that what I meant to say. I'm just dyslexic. All that talking, man. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break and see you guys on the other side listening to the Beach Boys party. We got to clean up after yeah, the cat. Yeah, cat's just knocked a bunch <laughs> of shit over. <laughs> all right. Here we go. All right, welcome back to the Beach Boys Boys. We're moving on to uh, Beach... That's a hard cut off that song, man. Nah, that's okay. We're moving on to Beach Boys Party, their final release from 1965 which was kind of recorded so uh, you know this was another album kind of ordered by capital yeah uh who wanted a christmas release or a release to sell for the for the holidays, for the holidays yeah and uh brian for at new this year. point since this was the second time they did it in a year pretty much put his foot down and said no and someone no one has like a, a name of anyone specific but someone came up with the idea of doing a another live record uh the previous sorry the previous year they'd released their beach boys in concert record which we're going to go over in a later episode where we go over both their live records at once perfect um so they released that one before so someone came up with the idea of doing another live uh recording except this time it was going to be in studio and at a quote-unquote party yeah which was really just them inviting a bunch of people down to the studio sitting around and then they would like crowd noises chatter in the background yeah. while they played songs so yeah there's uh this band called me first and the gimme gimme's mm-hmm. and they do punk covers of so they'll pick a genre and like me first and the gimme gimme's go country or you know things like that okay um they did an album called live at johnny's bar mitzvah and uh the the bassist's manager's friend's kid was having a bar mitzvah and they actually recorded an album live at some kid's bar mitzvah that they didn't know that is awesome yeah Yeah. it's beach boys should have done that that would have been great it would have been they could have done it at carl's bar mitzvah yeah exactly that's exactly right yeah so so fake party but it's still like a really interesting record and since the beach boys are a group full of firsts this is technically or considered the first lo-fi record uh ever made in terms of its low production value it's basically just guitar a little bit of bass i think but it's mostly just guitar and then the bongos that denny's wailing on in the background i mean and them singing so did you know that denny's favorite instrument is the bongos that's how he started drumming yeah (laughs) they don't let him play the drums anymore just the bongos yeah exactly so um yeah, so not a lot going on here, but it's sort of fun and interesting and has, like, just uh, for being a fake party, they kind of nailed the party vibe, actually. Yeah. Like, I would 
That's what a party sounds growing, like to me. Yeah, well, I don't know. Growing up with this record, I never even considered the fact that it wasn't actually it was like, yeah, exactly. Because it sounds pretty realistic for what it is. Imagine, like, a band doing that, but it wasn't a party. Like, live album, but then it's just like fake crowd noises. Everyone would be <laughs> like, what the awesome. fuck, dude? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, this is back before anyone cared. But, but so, and did they do all these songs in one take presumably then like each one is yeah live kind of yeah but they did a million takes of all of them right but it's but, yeah. but it's yeah, all one exactly. take in the... and they like even though it's from a bunch of different recording sessions they somehow kind of edit it all together so that it sounds like it's just one continuous like half hour long right session where they're sitting there and the like talking in the background flows fairly well and all that which you got me that's the magic of Magic of a studio, PJ, because you can splice all that together. You can do whatever you want. I'm going to yeah. make it so that this uh, podcast, it's like it has a live uh, Oh, okay. Audience. That'd be yeah. fun. Yeah. It's a little bit like our Christmas episode was, where we had the music going in the background. It'll be a little bit like that, except okay. it'll be just, uh, it'll be six different versions of you and I. <laughs> I'm just going to edit all the podcasts together, make it's this one the loudest. It's going to be us in the background going, talk, 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 yeah. talk, talk, chatter, 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 chatter. Have yellow you... green, yellow green, yellow green. Watermelon. Watermelon. <laughs> All right, first song, Holy Gooly. And like I said, did not listen to that one beforehand. <laughs> you don't have to advertise that one. I just want to be up front with our listeners. Well, the Beach Boys were up front with their listeners. On the album cover, it does say live in quotes. Ah. Yeah. You gotta love those bongos. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Man, they really did nail the party ambiance. This song is just basically between this and Wooly Pully. What is with old songs with the gibberish with that Wooly Wooly being the chorus? Yeah. yeah, it's strange. Like this one's about a dance. Wooly yeah. Bully is about what is Wooly Bully about even? I don't even know. I love that song. I don't think I've ever listened to the lyrics enough to know what it's Wooly about. Wooly Bully. Yeah. It's about a Wooly Bully. I guess. Yeah. yeah. A very furry. So it's pretty good. I think this whole record is pretty damn good. Like, yeah, they, obviously it's more rehearsed than the party would indicate. Yeah, the party tag would indicate. But like, for being the lo-fi laid-back thing, they are they are good as a like acoustic guitar yelling along with a crowd talking. This kind is of band. pretty good. Like they, like so. I said, they act, genuinely nailed the party vibe. Yeah, you were right about that. So yeah. this is originally by the Olympics. This album, by the way, is all covers except yes. for one near the end. Um. So this one's by the Olympics. I don't really know them, but this is pretty good. We're just gonna kind of let this thing play behind us. I, think. I dig we're this. We're just gonna yeah. lean into the Beach Boys party. Actually, we're, we're gonna have a little to party on our own. All right, here's I should have known better. One of three Beatles cuts on the first half of the record. Yeah, really? First half they did three. Yep. Okay. Do you know that Paul McCartney was the one who uh, inducted Brian Wilson of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Oh, that's cool. Paul's is that favorite. Where the God only knows quote comes from. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. Uh, on our Christmas episode, Paul said this was his favorite Beach Boys song. Yeah. Which cracks me up because oh, it's also a Carl song. announcing it. Yeah. I do love. This I actually really good. do like this version. Yeah. It's very good. Yeah. I don't like it better than the Beatles version by any means, but. No, because the, it's the Beatles version has a sweet flamenco little guitar lick yeah. in it that is so goddamn good. 
Yeah, it gives me a little heart palpitations, man. Yeah, imagine if we did a Beatles podcast. It's beguilingly transcendent. (laughs) You think so? Yeah, I do. I just came up with that off the top of my head. Oh, that's good. Right off the dome. Uh, All right. Imagine if we did a Beatles podcast. How many people we would have to. uh, That's awesome. uh, How many people we'd have to have during our, I guess, the Beatles segment where we just have beef with other Beatles podcasts? I bet there's a shitload. I haven't looked. There's. At least two that I know of, I think. I'm sure there's more. Also, a Beatles podcast would... That'd be kind of awesome, but... Do we know everything? Yeah. Yeah. We know everything, everything and... No one's adding to the conversation. Right. It's just like, oh, another great song. Whereas two young, straight white males definitely add to the Beach Boys historical conversation. Exactly. We have... All right. This is good. Yeah, it is good. This whole album is just like, yeah, that's good. Like, this is definitely the most listenable Beach Boys albums yet. There's no legitimately bad records. This is Papa Oom Mau Mau. Mike Love is doing the Papa Oom Mau Mau and digging himself hard. All right, well, I changed my mind. This is the best vocal Mike Love has done. (laughs) I dig this album, like, quite a bit so far. Yeah. Yeah, very good. It kind of only gets better, honestly. Really? There's only one song on here that I legitimately dislike. <laughs> like, it's... They're love, fun. They can do goofy yeah. shit. And, like, you were telling me before the podcast started, there's a whole lot of goofy shit. From, oh, yeah. Like, there's a long thing. We'll yeah. go through a couple tracks from... There's, like, a two-and-a-half-hour-long deluxe version of this record that's all of the, like, unreleased tape from it, a bunch of different cuts and songs that didn't make it, and just a whole bunch of them messing around in the studio. And all of it is, like, much more fun than their previous... On previous records, when they have the in-the-studio songs, they're all just, like, almost achingly unfunny and yeah. corny. And... They the, are the so much thing, more interesting. Yeah. The one thing I've liked from their like little studio things is like, hey, you broke my tie thing. Yeah. How genuinely sad he sounds. Yeah. But, but like most of that other album is like pretty good and oh. interesting. So. Yeah. All right. Mountain of Love. This is a good song. I like this one. This is originally by Harold Dorman. I don't even know who that is. No. Who is the other one originally by? The Rivingtons. Yeah, okay. I think all of these have been covered by enough people that like it, it, nobody really yeah. like yeah. Jenna, it's a song Cocaine by Eric I don't think I've ever heard the verses of this song but I definitely know the chorus it's weird like aside from the Beach Boys version. the I'm on a you know yeah this kind of sounds like I should have known better though a little bit I guess yeah it's good though. Who's playing harmonica? You know. Good question. It's pretty good. I don't know if they credit this part. I know this part for sure. Oh, you learned this at church camp, I think. You really think so? No. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's not bad though. does not credit anyone with the like Carl's obviously playing guitar and Denny's playing bongos it does not credit any of the like tambourine or harmonica or anything like 
So it's, it's studio session players. Yeah, then. there were some session players in this because during, oh, we'll get to it later, there's some of them who are talking during another song. Yeah. So, like, it's kind of weird, though, because, like, there was very little going on here, but there it, were yeah. still session players, which is interesting, honestly, to me. Um, see, if, if I was to see the Beach Boys, I would want to see them, I don't know, I guess, like, at this point, like... Like, if this had been a real situation where yeah. it was, like, them just kind of playing to, like, a small crowd and, like, be a lot of fun. just doing everything live, that'd be dope as hell. That would be a fucking awesome concert. Yeah? Yeah. All right. You've got to hide your love away. A Denny vocal. A rare Denny vocal. I think only his second full lead or maybe his first full lead. Not bad. I love this song, like, the Beatles version, obviously. Um, this is his third lead. Sorry. Okay. This is good, though. I mean, this is pretty good for a Beatles cover. It's fine. This one sounds a little too similar to the Beach Boys, ver- or to the Beatles version for me to like it that much. No, and like, I those other two sound different enough. Yeah. Well, this one honestly sounds like he's trying to copy the Beatles version which, in a way that so, is a little annoying. And this more is than me interesting. just strictly talking about the the Beach Boys, of course, because that's all we do on this podcast. Um, this is like good for a Beach Boys cover, is what I'm trying. Like, cause I yeah. like fucking Weezer covering Africa. I hate that shit. Like, yeah. it although sounds, their cover it, of Rosanna, A <laughs> plus. It, did, seriously, did their they cover, of Rosanna, cover Rosanna. Yeah, it's so good. Is it what is it different than? Uh, eh, let's just listen to it. I just, like. I just hate that their cover of Africa is exactly the same as Me Toto's too. version. It is annoying. Yeah. And everybody like listens to that one over the Toto one, but the Toto one is way better. Yeah. It is. Their cover of Rosanna is very good, though. Oh. Welcome to the Weezer cast. That's right. Sub podcast with the Beast yeah. Boys Boys. It's a podcast within a podcast. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, this is pretty cool. And, like, I don't by any means dislike Weezer. I just hate that cover they do. I agree. It's a, it's. Yeah, I do it's think they've good. become more mediocre in the last, like, ten years, but... Uh, That's for a different show. Yeah. <laughs> don't tell I'm Jake hoping we'll get that. to the chorus, but maybe not. That was dope as hell. This is pretty good. Yeah. It is pretty good, right? Yeah. I agree. Like, this got overlooked. They released this at the same time they released that Africa cover. Yeah. And I listened to both in a row and immediately have only ever listened to Rosanna since. Like, yeah. I looked that song up a lot at work just to jam out for two minutes. And Yeah. yeah that's pretty good. It is Like, good. I would I would listen to that one again. I don't care to listen to <laughs> Africa again, though. Yeah. All right. Uh, Devoted to You and Everly Brothers song. Okay. A little you know bit of a weird? slowdown. Everybody was covering the Every, Everly Brothers at this they time. They were classics, man. But I don't think anybody's ever heard the Everly Brothers sing one of their own goddamn songs. <laughs> I have, like, two Everly Brothers songs right, in my exactly. iTunes, I think. That's what I mean. Yeah. You're right, yeah. And lots of Simon and Garfunkel covering them. Yep. Stuff like that. Yeah, this song's fine. They could have picked a cooler Everly Brothers. Honestly, I dislike the instinct to throw a ballad on this album. Yeah, I It should have all been up-tempo. Like, they could have easily yeah. done... I mean, um, nobody on a, party, a more upbeat yeah. song here, and it would have 
it would have been fine if it just sailed by with 12 upbeat songs. Right. And nobody is like making a party. Oh, par- they never slowed down. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's making a party playlist ever and it's like, oh, we got to put a ballad on this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, that doesn't that doesn't happen. All right. Alley Oop. The one song I just really dislike. Find it really annoying. This was apparently a super popular Should song at the time. Better by with a girl like you. <laughs> Oh, I don't like that. I really don't like the call and response. Like, I don't like the response, but yeah. I like I like the rest of it. There. I like this part. Don't like that. Who's who's lead vocals there? Mike Love. I see. I like those Mike Love vocals. Yeah. I do not like the response. Yeah, it's fine. I don't like dislike it. I think as much as you do, but it's just I like. We talked about novelty songs earlier in this yeah. podcast. I I can dig them a lot, but this is not. No. Okay. Was that their original? No. Who was that by? The Hollywood Argyles. Oh, yeah. my favorite band. This is a uh, Crystals. Another Crystals cover. Yeah, this isn't bad. But again, you don't need a ballad, guys. Nope. Yeah. You don't need to slow it down. How many songs are on this album? Twelve. Okay. That's pretty good. Alright. This is a medley of their own tracks where they make fun of them. Really? Oh yeah. I think I'll appreciate this. <laughs> I like this. I don't know if they're self-consciously making fun as much as they're just really fucking sick of singing these songs on tour, I think, yeah. more than anything else. Denny's just going ham on the bongos oh, in the back, man. This is, is the one time where they didn't, they didn't yell at him for... Here we go. I want to get up to Little Beast, just so you can hear some of that. Uh, I looked at the track list and I am not excited about the next one. <laughs> it's a very bad cover to be fair. Although it is an Aldrid Dean vocal. I imagine if you were a touring musician, it would suck to have to play, like, especially if you're yeah. the Beach Boys where all the songs are the same that people want to hear. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of like this vocal better, though, like, yeah. honestly. It's doing, like, a little Elvis take yeah. on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really not bad. No, I think all it's right. funny. The times they are a change in Al vocal. PJ's cat is trying to get into the trap. There's some meat garbage. Yeah. 
That's what my other cat was named, Meat Garbage. Meat garbage. <laughs> that's what he is now. Yeah, that's true. I'm like garbage meat now. You're for hell. Oh, no. Oh, no. They covered the Beatles okay, but, like... This is not great. No, this is really bad. This is a lot like the kid in your choir in high school who's like, I have to, you know... have to shine. Yeah. I mean, I think that, like, for... Uh, playing stuff A lot of the time People say there are two rules You don't cover the Beatles You don't cover Bob Dylan They did fine with the Beatles They, they really shouldn't did. have This This band should not have covered this Bob Dylan This is not great Alright And now The cap on the entire thing The whole reason this record even fucking exists I truly love this song Me too It's up there with Help Me Rhonda As one of the very best Beach Boys songs Yeah Paul hates it Paul hates this song So weird I love this I don't song understand I always wondered why there was weird like party things in the background of this. It's so good. That guy singing the really high falsetto is Dean from Jan and Dean, by the way. Oh, yeah, right. Wow. Yeah, we'll talk about Rare Jan and Dean in a, in, a, in a future app. Yeah. yeah. Got me rocking and rolling, rocking and reeling, Barbara Ann. I also like how they they barely say Barbara Ann. It sounds like they're saying Barbara Ann. It's such a good song. No, this is this is my favorite song they've done up to yeah, this point. It's so good. It's such a good song. I can't stop dancing if I try. Scratchy Carl, that's my favorite part. I like Hal and his famous ashtrays. <laughs> Hal Blaine clicking together his ashtrays. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love. I've and I've always wondered in the laugh when they come back in. It's so good. I've always wondered why there was weird background noise to this i honestly it's never so thought about sense. it when i was a kid like growing up with the best of you know yeah i n- it never it's it's always i never like, considered that i like my thought was always because i tried to look for a different version of it where there wasn't that because i'm curious um i'm glad there's not because this is perfect as is uh yeah. where like wow and this is a cover yeah i didn't know that so the story of this song is actually pretty interesting. Yeah. It was recorded by this group in like 1958, this doo group called The Regents, the Regents. Yeah. in New York, and then it never got released. Like they weren't really a real group. Yeah. They just recorded like a single and it never got picked up anywhere. And then in 1961, someone like found it and mailed it to a record company. And then it became like a, I think it was number 13 or something, hit. Yeah, and then the Beach Boys version became. Will you play the Regents version? I'm very curious now. Yeah, it's just like this, except very staid. Yeah, sounds like what the Beach Boys would have done if they were in studio. Yeah, I love that. I love that song so much. It's it's very very good. Barbara Ann was my favorite Beach Boys track for like decades as a kid. Oh, you know? same. Yeah. Like until it I listened, the, it was the only Beach Boys song. Until I, liked. I got to yeah. like deeper into their catalog into pet sounds and yeah. earlier and later you know yeah. basically 
on their best of record that right. I had as a kid. This was always my. I favorite. mean, I was adamantly against the Beach Boys for a long time, and then like when I'd be talking about it, I'd be like, I just don't like to be except except our brand. Yeah, I don't like this as much. Even though it's faster, it's more boring. Yeah. No, you gotta have that party noise in the background, man. Like that really made that song. Yeah. Looking for romance, saw Barbara Ann, and I thought I'd take a chance of Barbara Ann. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah. So that's the Beach Boys party, man. Um, do we want to listen to a couple of the tracks from? The deluxe. Oh yeah, so there there yeah. were a few songs that they recorded that did not get released on the record, including "I Can't Get No Satisfaction," what? I'd which we love can to listen hear that. to. Yeah, yeah, we can listen to those. Um, let's see. Give me just a moment to pull them up here. So that one, I think there was another Beatles cover that didn't end up on the record. Okay, here we go. Uh, Ruby Baby, Ticket to Ride, "I Can't Get No Satisfaction," "Blowing in the Wind," and "Riot and Cell Block 9. Wow. Were like the major ones. Yeah. There were a few others, but there were a lot. Another Again, Beatles and another Bob Dylan. Two and a half hours is the yeah. like is the unplugged or uncovered. I think is what it's called. Beach yeah. Boys Party uncovered. I, I would like to hear some of the like studio okay, can't garble get no satisfaction. stuff. Not garble, but like the studio. Like well, the... yeah, we'll check a couple of those out. Busting the piss over. Here. I've heard this before. Very inoffensive. Yeah. Like, not bad. It's just... I don't know why I would have heard this, but I've definitely heard this version before. It's actually pretty good, honestly. It's fine. It's no stones. No, but... It's not bad as far as, like, uh In terms an of an acoustic... Cover. It honestly... Pretty good. Yeah. I might make a lot of Rolling Stones fans mad. It kind of just sounds like if the Rolling Stones did an acoustic version of that song. That's basically what it sounds like. Like it's yeah no I mean I'm a Rolling Stones fan I'm not a fan I mean fine. that's probably what it would sound like. Here's blowing in the wind. I already hate it. This band really shouldn't cover Bob Dylan. Like I'm gonna stick with that. I don't know why this is so slow. It's so slow. It's slower than the Bob Dylan version. He's a goddamn folk musician. is so weird. Hey. Oh. oh, Peter, I hate this. <laughs> Alright, here's Ruby Baby. That sounds like if Peter, Paul, and Mary were a lot shittier. Yeah, you're right. They, you're right that they shouldn't cover folk music. Yeah. That's not their bag. Baby. You do rock and roll, huh? I, I don't mind this. I like this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's uh, good. Let's listen to a couple um, of the dialogue tracks that are pretty good. Do it, but uh, you, you wouldn't really do it too. We haven't said anything party, lewd. Right? I don't think That's much better than average. I'm sure you've been to parties before. You've heard Dick That's Dale's album. That's right. Good idea. Give something to wipe my hand off with. Great. 
great. Thank and you. Then, During the intro, when is, we'll say, go get your bass. You Carl could say, hey, I'll go get your guitar. <laughs> don't make it sound corny. Don't make it sound corny, just sound corny just though, yeah, PJ. Go, go get, yeah, right. Where's your bass? Well, then Brian's so much car. like, no, but not corny, bass, guys. We'll do a bit, just as long as it's a good bit. I just happen to have my bass, my amp, and my guitar. I don't want to plan it. If you plan it too much, it's going to be a thing. Listen, anyone who says it at any time. About three takes ago, really good. Don't ever plan it. Just whenever you feel like saying go get something, if it's not in yet, <laughs> if you feel it it's time to yeah. have it coming, you say go get your thing. I'll Next go get my base. Go out and get your face. <laughs> <laughs> Who was okay, that? I'll get it right now. I, I honestly don't really know. There... I can only tell Brian's voice. Yeah. Cause the he... rest of them I don't know. Because he's so, so slight. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's so breathy in a weird way. All right. Uh, let's see. Let's check out this. They're pretty here. funny when they're not doing the weird scripted <laughs> studio <laughs> stuff. Yeah, right. What did you, wait, 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 pause it for a second. What did you like about this clip? Hey, we're obviously... About the next one? About the one you're playing. Yeah. The one that I'm playing right now yeah. uh, is that Carl is playing a shitty, like, made-up blues yeah. track in front of Brian <laughs> arguing with someone, like, really angrily in the background. <laughs> right. It's awesome. Brian, I, I'm ready to cut, aren't you guys? It might be Danny, I don't know. I feel like all the Wilson brothers kind of sound the same. Yeah. In a way that... On July 7, I gotta assume it's Denny getting oh, into yeah. a fight with Brian, right? <laughs> Denny! <laughs> I do like that a lot. You know, you can do it I'm like, I'm thinking about listening to the whole two and a half hour thing. It's it's pretty good. The There's a lot of interesting what? stuff. We're in the party, baby. <laughs> what did we just do? What songs just did you know? Was it up? I kind of like things like this because we don't necessarily have to talk during this either. No. Trying to get to their ticket to ride. I think it's on this. Have you heard uh, the clip of Brian talking about how much he hates Mike? Like, this was from probably 10, 15 years ago. Oh, I'm not sure if I have. Oh, it's so good. He's just talking about how much he genuinely hates Mike Love. That's something you can look forward to from the Beach Boys Party Uncovered and Unplugged. That's I, a that's a really great record. Like, I feel like any time you hear somebody go "oh" and then like yell yeah. something out, that's got to be Danny every time. Oh, my well, coffee spilled. What's cool about that record is that it's like oh, you broke my tie thing. It's just before or about that whole Unplugged Uncovered right. album. Is yeah. that it's just before like a year before Brian really goes crazy. Yeah. So it's basically like the oldest and like most experienced they are where they're all sane essentially. Yeah. And it's just it's super fun to listen to them like with a little bit of experience under their belts but also with all of their wits about them yeah. and just no goofing around. And yeah, yeah, just having fun. So 
Yeah. So what do you think, PJ? What would you give the Beach Boys party? I thought it, there was no track to me that was offensively bad, which is kind of the same as the other album we talked about. Mm, um, that's true. It, like none of that. I didn't hate or like despise any of them. I did not care for the Bob Dylan cover. Well, yeah. Um, but Barbara Ann made up for that because yeah. that song is my favorite song that they've done so far. Yeah. I'm... I'm going to give it a seven. I typed it out, I guess. Yeah? I mean, you can't go higher than today. I'm not going to... Like, I considered an eight for a half second, and then I realized if today is not an eight, this is definitely not an eight. Yeah. But this is just a very enjoyable album. It's a very listenable album. Only today has reached so far in terms of just, like, pure, I love listening to this record. So... Yeah. Yeah. This Voice Party is strangely great for it kind of being a throwaway thing at at this point it's so much better than it should be basically. there there are two albums that i would ever consider sitting down and listening to um and that's today and this one so yeah. i think yeah yeah all right well so we're almost to it we're almost to the big we're, the big kahuna yeah. as the beach boys called it we're almost the big to wave our, our, to the the peak of them being the beach boys essentially yeah. although we have already this party yeah is the peak of their commercial success pet sounds okay did not sell do well, well at all at the time it sold great in the uk but in the u.s nobody liked it. this was their last hit record in the u.s for, i mean until 1976 with endless summer when did that record come out maybe 1973 well that's that's super weird that but until their me, like 70s comeback um, they are not popular at all in the u.s after this point so this is the end of their reign of on top of the yeah. popular charts. And so they have a couple Pet singles Sounds comes here out and there. 65, 66? 66. 66. They have some singles here and there. Like Good Vibrations does plenty fine, you know. Right. But um in terms of their general popularity as a group, they completely disappear and it becomes all Britpop, psychedelic pop and and metal. I mean by 69. So weird to me yeah. in hard rock. It's so weird to me that in 66 uh like that pet sounds didn't do well, but Revolver did really well, and that's like the Beatles' kind of acousticy album. But that was Revolver's like Revolver's also crazy psychedelic, though. It is crazy. I mean, that's fair. It's got a lot of really weird shit on it's it. It's it's got their weirdest album. sitar song, probably. Well, maybe the one off Sgt. Pepper might be weirder. Uh, to listen to, I would say. <laughs> um, are you talking about With and Without You? Yeah, With and Without You is definitely that's way probably more sitar-y. Their worst sitar song or hardest to listen to in 2018 <laughs> i dig it i don't dislike them with it's just you. amazing that that was like a requirement on an album for three years there that's fair <laughs> it, it dates it in a way that's rare for the beatles because they can sound very timeless yeah but like in a weird way that you just no one did that ever like that never came back yeah saxophone has come back from like the 80s you know like stuff right. comes back and that weird drum thing that they did in the 80s to like like the the phil collins drumming like that weird tinny drum that yeah. that's made a comeback like lots of stuff comes back sitar never came back yeah that was only 1966 Peter, you want to start a band and bring some sitar back <laughs> yeah. let's start the sitar because no, i mean like the only person who can actually play the sitar well is like ravi shankar and he's still doing his thing and brian jones pga don't forget about brian jones he was so good at the sitar Who's Brian Jones? He died a year from now in our podcast. Oh. Yeah. Who, who's Brian Jones? <laughs> from the Rolling Stones. Who's, never Who are them. the Rolling Stones? Yeah. Who are they? All right, I get it. Um, 
he died a year from now. In our podcast, in the podcast yeah. universe. Yeah. It's so weird to me that Yellow Submarine is on Revolver. Yeah, it doesn't fit, really. No. It, it's like the Beatles... That should have been a weird... That should have been a single, like Strawberry Fields forever. Yeah. Or well, uh, no, what's the other one? And so Penny I'm going to bring this back should to have the been Beach a Boys. Like Penny Lane. The Beach Boys did have a perfect album, Pet Sounds. Uh, no bad songs on Pet Sounds, I don't think. Yeah, we'll get to it. But, yeah, right. I don't uh, think that's true. Eh, we'll talk about it. Okay. But the Beatles, like, even their most perfect album, uh, like... What what's your favorite Beatles album? There's always one it in the middle of it that sucks. like every other year. Abbey Road, almost right, a perfect album. Right now, my Octopus's favorite Garden in the middle of it. Right now, my favorite. Oh, I think Octopus's Garden is one of the better Beach Boys or Beatles songs. Oh, I hate I, it. I love it. Um, the Bubbles, man. Who can deny the Bubbles? Me. Yeah, it's amazing. I hate them. Uh, right now, White Album's up there, but it's only just because I've been listening to it because they did the re-release. Yeah, I but, do love the White Album. For a while, it was Sgt. Pepper's, and then it was Abbey Road, and then it was Let It Be, and then it was the White Album, and then before that, you know it was Revolver. All before their all those, great. it was Revolver. Yeah. Like, all of them. Yeah. They're all perfect. Yeah, they're all pretty fucking good. After 1966. Yeah. 66 on. Even some of the earlier stuff I'm into. Oh, I like it, but yeah. they don't have a perfect album from that era. That's fair. Uh, well, all right, Peter. I think I think that concludes today. I think it does. Well, so not today. Happy Party. Happy New Year to all of our Beach Boys. Yeah, boys this is going to be late January, and all of the Beach Boys fans out there. Yeah. Well, we can still wish them a happy New Year. For the first fair. four months, it's fair game. Yeah. For and the then first after two that, it's months, Merry it's fair Christmas. game to remind people to sign your checks this year, twenty nineteen two one two zero one nine. And uh, oh, you know, that's so crazy. Just make sure your rent check doesn't bounce because you signed it twenty seventeen. Oh, you're gonna get evicted, you dumb idiot. It'd be so funny. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. All right. Well, this has been the Beach Boys. Boys, we'll catch the next wave that comes through. <coughs> I've I've been PJ. <laughs> Thanks for uh, yeah.